have you ever found yourself in a situation where you believed your plan was solid, but still struggled to achieve your desired outcome without understanding why? In that scenario, what kind of self-talk did you engage in? How do you typically speak to yourself in such situations? In today's episode, we will dig into the topic of self-talk and its significance. We'll explore why it's crucial not only to maintain a positive and uplifting mindset towards ourselves, but also project this mentality to others. So join in as we uncover the power of self-talk and its impact on our personal well-being and relationships with others. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Pacara, two professional women bringing you over 40 years experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to cultivate a platform that will pave the way for women to stand at the forefront of leadership, driving positive change and shaping the landscape of traditionally male-dominated industries. We are dedicated to fostering an environment where women not only face challenges head-on, but also thrive as leaders, charting their unique course to CEO status of their own chosen career paths. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning to all of our listeners out there today. Good morning, Lisa, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we are so happy you guys are continuing to join in and support us and talk about all these important topics that we talk about. Cindy and I are just so excited, and we are receiving so much feedback from you guys. So we're really happy that we're talking about all the stuff that y'all want us to talk about. So today... This is a topic that I really wanted to cover, and I've been telling Cindy for quite some time, I'm like, we really need to talk about self-talk and how we talk to ourselves in our minds, whether it's out loud or it's in our heads. What are we telling ourselves every day? I mean, we talk a lot about everything, whether it's out loud or in our heads. So today we are going to discuss self-talk and all the things about it. I mean, it's just such an important topic. I absolutely agree. And it's it's so um, pertinent to what we do in our lives, in our work life, personal life. And so, you know, self-talk and just thinking of defining it just quickly, it's really just an internal dialogue that a person can have. And what it includes is your perceptions, your beliefs, your thoughts and how you reason through things. And this inner voice, so to speak, um, is a good combination of how you think through things and help you understand in ways you perceive different situations. So it's um, self-talk really plays a critical role in, think about us in our our work world, because how do you approach problems? Self-talk also is critical in how you feel, your self-confidence. So really overall, it can be either negative or positive. 
So I think what's really going to be fun about today is I think it's really important we point out how positive self-talk can really shape you for success. And you may have negative self-talk that you might not even be aware of. So in our discussion today, we're going to go through three areas. Why, how, and what. So why it's important. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how you may see this present in your everyday. And also what can we do to change should you have negative self-talk. And I'm breaking that down into my three C's, my favorite little acronyms. <laughs> you know me. So yes. stay tuned to figure out what they are. <laughs> I love it. You're so great with your acronyms. Yeah. So, you know, our minds are so powerful. I mean, they truly are one of the most powerful tools that we all have as human beings. We were given a great mind and given the power of choice by God. And we are able to control so many things with our minds. I mean, it, it's endless. You know, one of the things that I was thinking of when we talked about this with regards to our mind is mental toughness, which that's not really what we're going to talk about today, but it comes along in the fact that our, our minds, our brains will tell us that we can't physically accomplish something or mentally, but definitely physically way before our bodies actually give out. And if we continue to allow our minds to run that way, then we'll quit. So for example, you're running a long race and you are exhausted at the end of that race physically. Your brain is saying, stop, you're going to die. You need water. You need a break. You need to walk. Whereas your body probably can push a lot harder. So my example of that is just to show that our minds are so powerful and the way that we talk to ourselves internally it's got to be kind. You've got to show yourself grace and kindness and support. And, you know, we alluded to this topic in our last episode when we were talking about imposter syndrome. And I said this, Cindy, and I'm going to say it again. Would I talk to my daughter the way that I talk to myself sometimes? And if that answer mm -hmm. is no, which it can be a lot, then why am I talking to myself that way? Because not only are we inwardly doing this, it shows outwardly. Other people feel that energy when you are self-doubting, when you're talking to yourself and saying ugly things. People see that. They feel that energy. So it's really important to discuss today on this topic of self-talk. And I really like the way you tied this into mental toughness <clears throat> into a sporting event, because overall, there's one word that comes to mind in the example that you just gave, and that word is belief. And if you think about it, do you believe in what you're doing? So for instance, I'm going to explain this in a way to understand if we're talking about a race. I really like that example you made. So, you know, I've mentioned this before. I, I did an Ironman. And when I signed up, I believed I could do it. That's my belief, right? I went into this race knowing I could. I had done other races before. So there, it qualified me to think, oh yeah, I can do this. And then I trained and yes, there were those days that you're running, you're tired. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Well, if I tell myself that I'm just going to quit and how will I ever do it? And then the race day comes. And so an Ironman is a couple day event. And I can remember sitting on a bus transporting us somewhere. And I was listening to this one man across the way. And 
he was saying that he had done 16 previous Ironmans, three times qualified for Hawaii. And he said, this course is the hardest swim ever. Oh. This is the hardest swim. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, block it out. Don't listen. Yes, yeah, stop. My strength. Stop. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Sorry. And my strength is swimming. I'm like, no, I'm not going to listen to him. And then he said something that I've heard many, many years. He's like, well, we're in an Ironman, so we know this. It's 90% mental and 10% physical. So what do we mean by that? You've spent six months to a year training. So you've put the time in physically. And now you just have to tell your mind when you're tired, you have done the training, you have put in the time to make it work. So let's flip that and think about that in work. Okay, so let's say you're interviewing for a job. Okay, you go for the job, you put in your resume and you interview. Why? Because you believe you can do it. You have qualifications. Sure, I can do this. Now you get the job and you're in the job. And now you're doing some of the work. You're, as I said, think of it like, like training for an Ironman. You're doing your training runs. You're doing your calls. And then you go in to have a big meeting. Let's compare that to now you're going to a big race. And all of a sudden you're doubting yourself. Where's that belief? You're telling yourself, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure this is going to work. Why would you do that? Again, if you believe you belong there to begin with, you've put in the time and now you got to believe you can do it because you can talk yourself out of doing something just as much as you can talk yourself into it. And believe me, I had to do a little bit of talking into, do I really want to do a full Ironman? Sure, I could do a full Ironman. Don't think of the big number. Yeah, no, that's a, gr those are great. That's a great example. And those are great ways to flip it with work. And, you know, it, it, it sounds like, okay, we can do this. We can do this, but easier said than done sometimes. And it Agreed. really depends on where you're at, what type of personality you have. And are you able to really talk yourself down off that whatever ladder and, and really dive in and just go for it. So I think when we give some examples, which I'm about to start um, telling you guys about some examples, it'll really help open up, think about different scenarios and different solutions or different scenarios that we face as women when we are doing this self-talk, doubting, negative ugliness, basically. Um, and then like you talked about, we're going to also give you guys solutions of how to overcome that. So one of the first things that I can say that I definitely do is personalizing the situation, right? So, and this is so weird. It's almost like a codependent thing. I, I, I hate to throw out that term, but I feel like that's what it is. You blame yourself. And the, again, this is a personalizing example. You're blaming yourself for something bad that happened with like no evidence. So basically you're, you're blaming, um, like a friend is in a bad mood or a coworker is in the bad mood, right? Like one of your colleagues is in a bad mood. You're immediately internalizing that. Oh my gosh, did I give them the bad mood? Are they mad at me? What did I do? And it's like, what are you doing? Like, stop. It could have nothing to do with you. But the fact that you immediately assume that it has something to do with you, now you're internally feeling those feelings. You're doubting. You're not feeling confident. Are you going to go and ask your friend, hey, did I, did I, what if you do, you go to them and say, hey, did I upset you? And they're like, what? Or you don't do that and you internalize all that. And then you don't take steps forward to work with that person, to talk with the person or whatever you're doing with that colleague. You assume that they're mad at you and you just stop. So you're hindering yourself 
by listening to those little voices in your head giving you the negative thoughts, when in reality, it may not have anything to do with you. That, that's so well said. I mean, you know, personalizing things that are out of your control. I don't know why we do that. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, another example is when people go to the worst case scenario, it, it, there's actually a big word, if I can say it right, it's called like catastrophizing. I'm not sure if you ever heard that, <laughs> but it's looking when your mind always makes it work. So for example, let's say you make a really small mistake at work. And then you automatically expect, oh my gosh, this is the worst. I'm either going to be fired. I'm never going to be able to do this. I can't pay this. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. I'm not going to be able to work. And then you, you literally make a catastrophe out of something small because in your head, you're now doing the domino effect of, I can't do this right. I can't do anything right. And now you'll pretty much be without a job forever and ever homeless on the street. That is a, <laughs> you know, that's like, so true. It's so true. God, you're right. You're literally making me think of my daughter. I love my daughter, <laughs> but like it just goes out the window with her. It's like one small mistake and she's like, oh, I can't do anything right. And, and, you know, I, I put her out there as an example, but, <laughs> but I do that. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of, of just being like, good, good job, Lisa. Real, real nice work there. You know? And it's like, you just go on that downward spiral of, I can't do anything right. I can't cook dinner right. I can't teach my kids right. I can't get the cases. You know, I, I'm not, did I talk to the doctor incorrectly? Oh, now they're never going to use me again. And it's like, oh my gosh, stop. You're literally self-sabotaging yourself by the bad negative talk that you're telling yourself when in reality, it's probably not a big deal. It was probably a normal human mistake. No big deal. Let's rectify it and move forward. But we do that. You know, we just, we go, we go zero to a thousand in about two seconds. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture your daughter. She's so sweet, but all it's just making me kind of laugh, yeah. but you're right. There's people out there that believe life is unfair. All these things happen to me. I'm not sure if you have one of those people that do that, um, like negative attention, but it's really their negative self-talk where I think people throw things out sometimes to see if you're going to reverse that thought. If they're like, well, all these bad things happen to me. I'm just going to do this. This, it's going to be bad. Sometimes I think people are waiting for the reaction to be like, no, you can do it. You know, sometimes it's a way people reaching out to say you're wrong. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you're a little kid, you push those boundaries with your parents. Right. Subconsciously, yeah. Yeah. we do that. And what you're talking about is how that negative self-talk internally is now externally not helping you. And people are now feeling those vibes. They're feeling the energy. And you know what, Cindy, after a while, if this continues down the same path, people are going to walk away from you. They're not going to want to be around you if you're constantly, oh, the, I'm the, this is the worst case scenario. I'm My life sucks. You know, nothing ever goes right. I mean, it's just like, no, after a while, people don't want to be around you. They're not going to want to work with you. They're not going to want to buy what you're selling. So you really have to try and hone in and, and, and pull that back in. Um, and we'll get to this on how you do that, mm -hmm. but really kind of change that negative talk to positive. You don't, so, you don't want to be a drain and have everything okay. drain. You know, I remember when I um, played softball as a little kid, old team was called the Green Hornets. I had the most amazing coach ever. And I can remember um, one of the girls, I remember who she was clearly, and she was trying to do something. And she was like, well, I can't do it. And he brought her over and he tapped her on the shoulder. He's like, you remember, look at this line. You're on the field. You're on the dirt. There is no apostrophe and there is no T. When you're on this field, 
it's only I can, it's not I can't. And I just remember him saying that. She'd walk out there, okay. He's like, I want to hear you say it. I can do it. And you know, it's crazy how I can think back to that moment, even when I was probably, I don't know, nine or 10. And those little things of hearing somebody else do exactly what we're talking about, just little tiny bit of negative self-talk can have a huge impact. And the whole reason why, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, why are we talking about it? Why? Because if we talk negatively to ourselves, we are not positively impacting anything in our lives. And you know, we, we really discuss going forward and work, and we're here to really help you grow in your business. And one of the very simple things that's overlooked is negative self-talk. And so it's really important that you find a way to, to get your negative talk to become positive. Well, and one thing, exactly. And one thing you just mentioned that, um, brought me back to the article that we originally kind of used this, we, we based our talk around our episode on today talks about the fact that this negative self-talk is often linked to past experiences and core beliefs that we truly think are part of us. They're distorted in some way. And it could be from childhood. It could be from influences. So it's really kind of changing that mental pattern of the way that we process the information. And then, you know, how do we, how do we process that and then tell ourselves that we absolutely can do these things? So, you know, another thing that will stand out in terms of if you're potentially talking, you know, have some negative self-talk is filtering. So filtering out all the positiveness and only the negative. And, you know, a really good example of this is, let's just say you had a fantastic sales call. You got the doctor on board. You've got a potential case lined up. And then you left the office and you forgot to say goodbye to his nurse. And now you beat yourself up and you're like, oh no, I didn't say goodbye. She's going to think I'm a terrible person. And what if I don't get the call back? And then you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And you're literally like beating yourself (laughs) up over like a small little thing, which by the way, you could just reach out to that nurse and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I forgot to say goodbye to you. Can't wait to work with Dr. So-and-so. Instead, you're just like internalizing it and you're beating yourself up when you should be concentrating on the win the great sales call you just had, the potential case you have coming up. And that's really, I mean, I do that a lot, Cindy. I don't know about you, but I will absolutely concentrate on the one negative thing I did wrong versus all the positive that just like literally happened the entire day, the one bad thing. And it's like, you got to stop. You got to try and let some of that go. Wow. You know, when, when I'm listening to you say that, I don't know if we talked about this before is, is what makes you do that? Like, you know, in some ways, when we do something to ourselves or to other people, a lot of times it's fear of another result. You know, it's, it's fear of like, well, if she didn't like what I said, oh, then I'll never be able to get back in. Like, so what is it that you're really afraid of? And I'll remind you guys, you know, we, we did a podcast previously on fear. And if you remember, Lisa, what is our acronym for fear? False evidence appearing real. <laughs> exactly. And so this kind of rolls into the other part of our podcast. Where we're talking about what can we do to change negative self-talk? So, okay, fear. So is something holding you back? Number one, in the situation that you just said, you just need to be aware. You had good things happen. And right now you're telling yourself these things are bad. So again, 
fear of something, afraid that she may react a certain way, you just really need to ask yourself, is this a reality? Because just because we feel something doesn't mean that they truly feel the way we think they do. And there's no sense in beating yourself up. It's a waste of a lot of energy. So I think, you know, it's, it's very important to be aware. We always talk about self-awareness first, which brings me to this little acronym that I think will help with negative self-talk. And it is, it is listed in the three C's. And this actually came out of an article. I think uh, many of you know that I was a nurse practitioner. So this actually was not something that was directly in, say, an article on self-talk, but it's the three C's of cognitive therapy that I think tie in very well to our conversation. And this was for building up children's confidence in a pediatric magazine. So the three C's are this, catch, check, and change. So catch is when you identify the thought that came before the emotion. Check is reflect on how accurate and useful that thought is. And then change is change the thought to a more accurate or helpful one as needed. Again, I thought this applied very well to how adult women speak to themselves in negative self-talk. This, of course, pulling out of a pediatric article is something that we can apply. So in these moments, say we're going in to a meeting, you know, we had the belief going in, we've talked ourselves out of it. So, so number one, catch yourself, find a way to catch yourself. Again, check in. Is it real? Is this false evidence appearing real? What is really happening here? And if it's something that you're just talking yourself out of, maybe you're a little nervous, maybe you're so excited, you want to have a good result that you're putting too much pressure on yourself, change your mindset. Do what my softball coach said. Instead of saying, I can't do this, take away the apostrophe, take away the T. You walk into that meeting with only, I can do this. I love all this. This is so inspiring. I mean, everything you just said is, is spot on, you know, and and look, we're not saying this is easy. This isn't easy. You have to be able to put this into practice. And it's probably going to be in little steps. I mean, especially for me, uh, uh, I talk a lot of negative self-talk. And so for me, it has become where I, I catch myself and I think to myself, okay, was that really necessary? Did you really need to go down that road with whatever you just told yourself that was negative? was it even, is it even real? I mean, you know, and again, it could be as silly as like, great job, you know, dropping the frying pan or on your foot or something like that. I mean, look, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone is human. But then the other is, is it even reality? And to the example that I mentioned with regards to not saying goodbye to the nurse at the office, maybe she didn't even notice that you didn't say goodbye. Maybe she was so busy doing patients and checking patients in and talking to the doctor and doing office notes that by the time you left, she thought, oh shoot, maybe I didn't say goodbye to you. You know, so you've got to check in and make sure that it's really a reality. And if it is, then adjust and say, okay, I made that mistake. Now I'm going to reach out, apologize, and then move forward and not let that stop you in your tracks to where you then start assuming you're not going to get a case from the doctor. He's never going to call you again. I mean, that's just, it's, again, that's that big word making such a big deal out of something that, that is really minute. But 
you know, again, I think that all of this is, it's wonderful stuff. I mean, it's not easy to put these practices to paper, but it's really important for all of us as women, especially all of us that want to advance in our careers. Positive self-talk is the number one thing you can control on your own time, in your own mind, in your own self that will help push you towards your next level of success. And nobody else is going to do that for you. It's on you to really try and control that. And and what you just said made me think, I'm going to take this a step further to help you go from negative to positive because Lisa, you're exactly right. This is not easy. And this is not something that's going to happen overnight. You know, anytime you change something, it's, it's changing a habit. It is going to take practice. It is going to take repetition. And and that's how you see ultimate change. And the mind is one of the most powerful things in our bodies. So if we constantly tell ourselves, I can't, I can't, I can't, then you've programmed your body that it can't. But if you take away that apostrophe and that T and you start to fill in, I can, I can, I can, You believe that going in first. It may take multiple times. It may take a lot of practice, but what we tell ourselves does become reality. You know, we talk about catching this and is it reality? Well, after a long time of telling yourself something, you can make your own reality. So again, not easy. So how can we make this, give you a little tool to help? So one of the things that helps many people is journaling. And I know we've talked about this. So if you're aware of your self-talk and you're trying to get through this and you don't know how to change something, pick up a pen, pick up a paper. You don't have to save it. Write it out, crumple up and throw it away if you want. Sometimes people talk about when you have anxiety, which a lot of times anxiety can be linked to negative self-talk, you know, being anxious of what's going to happen for the outcome. And instead of worrying about so much about what happens in the outcome, we forget where we are in the present. So by journaling, you can write down how you felt, how that made you feel, what you want to do, or just saying today again, this was negative self-talk, that it kind of is a, is a tool for some people. It doesn't work for everyone. And, but for some people, that's a suggestion. When you're aware of this, how to get through it, just start journaling and you may see a faster result. You know, there's so much of self-talk that is is driven by what we believe. As as we said earlier on, and you hear this often in sports or even in movies if you believe you can achieve. So, you know, actually I was looking earlier when we talked about researching this topic as to who said that because throughout my lifetime I've heard those words and actually Napoleon Hill wrote and I'm going to read his quote Whatever your mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And Napoleon Hill is the author of the book, Think and Grow Rich, which this surprised me was actually written in 1937. Hey, you're on early on what belief means. And here we are 80 some years later following just that. So in summary, I just want to reiterate that self-talk what it really is. So, you know, when we when we've been discussing self-talk, we're, we are referring to the internal dialogue or inner voice that actually shapes a person's perceptions, thoughts and reasoning. Yet, it all starts with belief. So, what we believe is what we will achieve. And the mind is extremely powerful 
So by implementing the strategies and tools that we talked about today, we can tap into the power of the mind and we can become that positive mindset. And when we have a positive mindset, we can believe in our abilities and have an increased chance of success. So today, throughout this conversation, we want you to remember the importance of self-talk and how it influences our mindset and ultimately our outcomes. Perfectly said, Cindy. And on that note, our call to action is just this. Remind yourself of the three C's of cognitive therapy as it applies to self-talk. Catch, check, and change. Catch yourself in the moments of your negative self-talk. Be aware of when you're going down that downward spiral. Check the reality of the situation. Is it, is it fear? Is it false evidence appearing real? Is it even real? Is it really even happening? Or are you blowing this out of proportion, making it bigger than it is, or maybe even filtering these thoughts? And then change it. Change the dialogue in your head. Change what you're saying to yourself inside in that inner voice from negative to positive. And as Cindy said, remove the apostrophe and the T and you'll be on the road from can't to can. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We are so happy you are here. We hope that today's topic was really good for you and you learned a lot from it and will take a lot away from it and make that negative talk turn into positive talk for the rest of the week and into the next month and year. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at The Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com, and LinkedIn, The Girls of Grit.